You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Today's topic is Helped to Hope. There is a type of faith that proceeds from your father. It is like a guarantee of things to come. A guarantee? Yes. Faith certifies that you will receive that for which God enables you to believe. Certainly there is such a thing as presumption, but there is also enabled faith. This type of trust is often a spiritually strengthened relational reliance received through Holy Spirit enlivened scriptures. This faith is predictive. When you have it, you know that you will receive that for which you have asked. Listen to these two verses from 1 John, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence which we have before him that, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. Now, that is an amazing principle. John, one of the twelve apostles, towards the end of his long life, shared his confidence with us that we might share in the surety of faith. He was writing about their community's shared experience. It is similar to Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Do we have reason to believe? Yes, our confidence is based upon the revelation of his will. Do we have reason to hope? Yes, we do. God is faithful, and the strength of our hope expectation is determined by the intensity of our trust in God. Here is an example of Paul's anticipation of answered prayer. The man was in jail. He was under a lot of pressure. Believers were praying for him. He wrote, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus the Messiah, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that, with all boldness, the Messiah will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Philippians 1 19 to 20 a he was so kingdom oriented what an example of dedication to the messiah's glory paul also exemplified hope what i'd like to focus on is his attitude of anticipation he confided in these friends that he had earnest expectation and hope several translations render the greek as eager expectation Paul eagerly expected and hope-anticipated 
that their prayers on his behalf would be heard and answered. The same word is used in Romans 8.19, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. It is also used to communicate the attitude of those waiting for Jesus to return. Hebrews 9, verse 28. So the Messiah also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation, without reference to sin, to those who eagerly await him. This word appears to add a significant component of desire. That's according to the Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament. When Paul used this word, apakaradakia, he communicated an intensification of hope. The addition of earnest expectation to hope strengthens in the reader the sense of what the apostle was experiencing. It was not simply the confident expectation hope of answered prayer, it was the eagerly desired, anticipated answer to prayer. He was communicating hope on fire. This is the same man who prayed for the Roman believers, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans fifteen thirteen. In Philippians 1.20, we read that Paul experienced this joyful, peace-filled expectation. This was not mere theory to this man. Yes, there were times that Paul almost despaired of life, but from the record of his transparent self-disclosures, we know he was filled with exuberant, transcendent hope. We can have the same type of hope, but we need help to hope with all our heart. We need help to hope with all our heart. One way that help is imparted is through the prayers of others. Let's listen to Paul's self-revelatory report from 2 Corinthians 1. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively, beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death, and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. You also joining in helping us through your prayers, so that Thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. 2 Corinthians 1, 8-11 If you just listen to this passage, you'll see the theme of overcoming hope placed in the God who raises the dead. He answers prayers in hopeless situations. He is the God of hope who is the reason for our hope. We need God's assistance to expect his intervention. It's good to know that we are not solely dependent upon other people's prayers. God can answer our own prayers, too. That is a given. But 
will he? Here's some good news. God has promised to help. It is his desire to help. It is written, Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you, and therefore he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are all those who long for him. Isaiah 30, 18. He is the God who helps. Isaiah 41 includes this guarantee three times, contained within God's exhortations to Israel to be brave, is a promise that can be applied to the followers of Jesus. I will help you. It can't hurt to listen to these verses, Isaiah 41, verse 10, 13, and 14. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I am the Lord your God who upholds your right hand, who says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not fear, you worm, Jacob, you men of Israel, I will help you, declares the Lord, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. A paraphrase might be, Israel, don't be anxious about your circumstances, I will help you. To which I ask, will he help us to hope? Will he help us to rely upon him? Yes, we are never self-reliant. Like a branch abides in a vine, so we abide in Jesus. As a branch grows and gradually bears fruit, so we will experience increased hope as our trust in him increases. We can hope in his help to help us to hope. I'll say that again. We can hope in his help to help us to hope. There is grace on top of grace. John 1, 16b. The psalmist David wrote out his prayer. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Psalm 25, 4. We are exploring the way of hope. He will guide us along that path. He will answer this prayer and teach us. We can embrace the confidence that if we ask him to fill us with hope, that he will hear and answer us. We can eagerly expect and hope anticipate the answer to this prayer, even if we're in circumstances that might cause us to despair, we can push past the appearances, approach the resurrecting God, and anticipate his deliverance. He will show us how to hope. There is no need to fear that our hope will fade before we receive the manifestation of what we have already received. God will help us. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. Mark eleven twenty four. So we pray, God of hope, fill me with all joy and peace in believing, so that I will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God continually answers prayer. Expect that one to be answered. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it 
to pass. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. The theme song is Skirmish from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. David has written several books, including God's True Love, and his latest, The Meditations of My Heart, Developing a Healthy Inner Narrative, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to loveofgodproject at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.